The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Another dramatic twist to the impeachment inquiry, putting Rudy Giuliani closer to the center of that inquiry into whether President Trump wrongly pressured the Ukrainian government to investigate his political rival while withholding aid to the country. Two of Giuliani's associates have been indicted on campaign finance charges, four criminal charges including conspiracy, falsifying records, and lying to the Federal Election Commission. Joining me is former federal prosecutor Robert Mintz, head of the white-collar practice at McCarter in English. So, Bob, people often hear campaign finance charges and dismiss them as something that's not that serious. Just how serious are these charges? Well, these are very serious charges, and they carry potential lengthy prison sentences if somebody's convicted. And essentially what federal law prohibits here are foreign campaign contributions to American politicians at any level of government. And the idea behind this is simply that we don't want foreign governments to be interfering in our electoral process, whether that's on the state or federal level. These two men were arrested at the airport as they were about to board a flight to Germany with one-way plane tickets. That's something that juries can really latch on to. Here what we had was what's called a sealed indictment. That means that these individuals, the four individuals charged in this case, had already been indicted by a federal grand jury, and the U.S. Attorney's Office simply had not unsealed that indictment. What they did was, as soon as they found out that these two individuals were about to board a plane to leave the country and had one-way tickets, they went out and arrested them immediately because there was certainly a chance that they would go to a country where extradition would be difficult or perhaps impossible, and then it would be almost impossible to ultimately bring these two individuals to justice. So would a jury draw an adverse inference from that, that they were had one-way plane tickets? Well, it really depends on the circumstances of their departure. If they could, for example, point to the fact that they were traveling overseas for some legitimate business reason or that they had traveled overseas on a routine basis, it might not appear as nefarious. On the other hand, if prosecutors can point to the fact that these individuals had gotten wind of these charges or knew that the government may have been closing in on them and then boarded a plane to travel overseas, that could be some indication of consciousness of guilt. House Democrats have subpoenaed the two associates for their communications with Giuliani, and they've also subpoenaed Giuliani for his communications with them, among other things. Are there any grounds for them to oppose handing over the documents? Well, the two individuals that have now been indicted are unlikely to cooperate with any congressional investigations. They're now facing federal criminal charges, and they will undoubtedly assert their Fifth Amendment right and perhaps also assert a Fifth Amendment right against turning over any documents. Rudy Giuliani, on the other hand, is in a different situation. He's obviously not being charged with any criminal offense here, is not directly related to any of the criminal charges that have been filed against these individuals. But on the other hand, he is a central witness in this criminal case. So any testimony that he would give before Congress would certainly involve 
these allegations, and he's in a bit of a box here because he has to decide whether to be forthcoming and completely cooperate with congressional investigators, which could potentially imperil him in a criminal case, or whether to decide to refuse to cooperate. Bob, he said so much already, and a lot of it contradictory. So is the difference here that he would be testifying under oath and not just talking to a news host? I think the difference here is that he is now, while not charged himself with any criminal wrongdoing, he is just a little bit closer to individuals who have been charged. Giuliani has acknowledged that these two individuals who have been charged in this election interference case worked with him as he attempted to try to get the Ukrainian government to investigate the Bidens. So they are linked with him in a way that puts him in greater peril where he decides to testify freely before Congress. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. In most cases like this, the two men are facing prison time. You'd expect that they would make a deal with prosecutors, give information on someone higher up the chain in exchange for leniency. How much pressure will they be under to flip and give information perhaps on Giuliani? Well, like any defendants who have been charged with a federal crime and are facing significant jail time, one way out of their troubles is to decide to join the government's team and cooperate. That could essentially buy their way out of jail. It really depends on the individuals, how much jail time they're facing, and whether or not they're willing to roll the dice and take their case to trial, knowing that if they lose, they'll wind up in jail for months and perhaps even years. The U.S. attorney in Manhattan said the investigation is ongoing, and it's the SDNY's public corruption unit that's involved in the investigation. That's the same unit of prosecutors that handled the case against Michael Cohen, President Trump's former personal lawyer. What does that tell you? Well, any case that involves potential election interference is going to typically be prosecuted by the public corruption unit in the U.S. Attorney's Office. But we also know that Michael Cohn has cooperated with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and is apparently eager to continue to cooperate. So there's a possibility that his cooperation played some role in this investigation. We know that he had some ties to the Ukraine. So that's really an unanswered question, but we may learn more about that as this case unfolds. So Giuliani is being scrutinized by federal investigators for his financial dealings, according to Bloomberg sources. This is a man who made his reputation as a crusading prosecutor who took down dirty financiers and organized crime when he himself was the U.S. attorney in Manhattan. Wouldn't he know enough to avoid the pitfalls? I mean, that's a great question. Certainly people who have followed Rudy Giuliani's career have seen a stark contrast between the way he conducted himself as a U.S. attorney and as the mayor of the city of New York and the way he has conducted himself more recently, both in terms of his business dealings with Ukraine and his representation of the president. It's really hard to square the two, um, and it's hard to know what's going on inside Rudy Giuliani's mind, but he certainly has to be giving serious thought 
to the fact that he is being drawn into this criminal investigation. And it also raises the interesting question of whether or not Giuliani can continue to act as an attorney for the president now that he is at least a witness in this federal criminal prosecution. Is Giuliani more like Michael Cohen, who flipped on President Trump, or more like former presidential aide G. Gordon Liddy, who refused to flip on President Nixon? That's a very difficult question, but so far Rudy Giuliani has displayed complete loyalty to the president and has been one of his most vigorous advocates at every stage of the process, both during the campaign during the Mueller investigation, and now during this impeachment inquiry. So I think it would be very surprising to see him alter his position from that role. And I think we'll continue to see him defending the president. The only question now is, will he also have to be defending his own actions? Thanks for being on Bloomberg Law, Bob. That's Robert Mintz, a partner at Carter in English. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.